0: Hey friends, Tao here. It's Kentucky Derby time, and we are ready to celebrate with a special collection of Kentucky flavors like bourbon ball, mint julep, and more. This limited edition collection will ship nationwide on goldbelly.com from April 24th through May 6th, Derby Day, that's goldbelly.com. So you have an idea for a business. How do you know that it's a good one? How do you know when to even start or how to even start? As a serial entrepreneur, I've been there many a times myself because I always have ideas and I'm always wanting to do new things. In this episode, we're going to one, share my process for figuring out when and how to start a business, two, how to evaluate if a new idea is worth pursuing, and three, how to push through to get started. So I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. There is no good time to get started. We're going to talk about it. When we were starting Crank and Boom, we had our Thai restaurant. The goal was to have this restaurant and have it be successful and to run it as just a piece of our lives and started making this ice cream just for fun. And then as more people started to ask us about it, and I feel like, we were able to take those questions and those requests and actually turn it into something that you know was able to become its own business which is basically how our whole business has evolved when you're in the process of starting a new business there is the hey i want to be an entrepreneur i need to come up with an idea angle or there's a oh my gosh i need to do this because There's so many people asking for it, I need to do something about it. Businesses are really solutions. And usually there's a problem that needs a solution of some sort without us even knowing that we had a problem to fix. I know there's all sorts of things in our business that I would have never dreamed of doing until I started to see it as an opportunity. And entrepreneurship is not for everyone. One of the biggest indicators for knowing when you need to do something and make a move for something is when you have that thought in your head and it doesn't go away. So for me, this podcast, I have thought about it for two years. We've been actively working on it for about eight months, but it was just something that just kept coming back in my head and it was just something that kept pulling on my heart and it kept showing up in my life. It wasn't something that I could just ignore because I have ideas all the time. And most of them kind of come and go. But this project was something that it just kept gnawing on my heart and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I found myself when I should have been probably doing other work, looking up stuff online, learning about it, following other podcasts, trying to learn about the back end of it, trying to make connections on who I would be working with to produce this podcast. All those little steps just kept happening in the background. And... I feel like when you're thinking about something, if you're thinking to yourself, I just, I really wish I could make a business out of making wreaths or I love crocheting penguins. Well, I'm sure there's probably a market out there for people who want crocheted penguins. There's probably an audience for that out there in the world. So my big indicator when I want to do something new is does it just gnaw on your brain until it gets annoying? Do you talk about it to all your friends until they think it's annoying? Are they? Can you please stop about the crochet penguins? Can you please stop talking? You know, because I spent months being like, I think I want to start a podcast. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cute. That's nice. Because I always have ideas. They're like, oh, okay, that's nice. But when it gets to that point where it's annoying for your friends that that's all you're talking about, it's probably time for you to do something about it. We just launched a line of chocolates for Crank and Boom because I love candy and I've always talked about I think it would be cool to make these beautiful bonbons that we can create for different occasions. And wouldn't it be cool if we could make the flavors based on our ice cream flavors. It felt like a nice connection to what we already do, which is treats and things that make fun memories for people. And, you know, it took us five years from the idea to actually coming to fruition where we actually launched a product this year. And we're hoping to keep evolving that, but it took five years for us to think about it. We talk about it. We think about it. And then at some point, like let's either like drop it or do something about it. I think one of the best things you can also do if you're thinking into getting in an industry or a certain business is to find someone that does that business. Follow them online. If you find someone you really connect with, send them a message and say, I'm really interested in getting in this industry. Would you mind sharing some details about what that looks like and honestly for the most part most people are very generous with their knowledge and their experience one of the best pieces of advice my dad gave me on how to connect with other people is ask for advice most people are very nice and want to help you in whatever it is you're trying to find out. And if they say no, then they say no. And you can find someone else that is willing to be generous with their time and their knowledge. And we had this kind of informal program, I would say, maybe 10-ish years ago when we were starting out as a food tent and a food cart, where folks would come and say, I really want to start a food truck. And I would say, that's great why don't you come and work in the tent for two hours scooping ice cream and you know taking money and you you are working at the pinnacle of what that experience will be so if you're gonna run a food truck you gotta do prep you gotta schedule yourself you have to estimate how much food you're gonna have you have like all these things that are much less fun than actually serving people and collecting payments that's the pinnacle that's like the best part of the whole job. So I would ask people to come and work with us in our tent for two hours. And if they passed and really loved that experience, they could go to the next step and we would have them come do setup. And of all the people that came and did that, who said, I really want to start a food truck. Nobody went to step two because they, they had that experience. They thought, okay, maybe this is not nearly as fun as I thought it would be. And I always thought that was great because you should find out sooner than later if you even like that. I think any industry, if you are interested in it and you're not familiar with it, you need to just go work in that industry and gain some knowledge and gain the knowledge of whether you even want to work in that space. Because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be spending a lot of time in that space. So you better find out if that's something you even want to pursue and do it without jumping into something. And just do it, you know, do it as a side job. If you're interested in opening a restaurant, go work in a restaurant. If you're interested in being a consultant, go work for free for some consultant and see what that looks like in that space. So I think there's a lot of ways that you can get started without having to do the deep dive and commit. That is a little bit less risky. One of the tools that really helps me when I'm planning a new project, if we're going to open a store or we're going to do a new piece of the business is there is a spreadsheet that I use that basically lines? This is specifically for restaurants. If you want to open a restaurant, it is off of restaurantowner.com. We have this magic spreadsheet that, literally has all the financials lined out. You fill in how many customers you think you're going to have a day. You fill in how much rent you have to pay. And I think what's really helpful for this tool, because you always need more money than you think you are going to need. So whenever we do a build project, I double the timeline and I double the money that I think I'm going to need because it always happens. And I've never figured out a way around that. So if I want to open a biscuit truck. He's like, oh, put it in the spreadsheet. <laughs> so I put it in the spreadsheet and I realized that this is a terrible idea because we're going to lose tens of thousands of dollars a month. And that's when I need to move on to something else. There's all the little things that add up that you don't think are really that expensive. One fork, you know, can cost you a dollar or 50 cents. But then when you have hundreds of them, that adds up really, really fast. So having a spreadsheet that actually lines it out. And what I love about this spreadsheet is that you can actually run it with customer counts like during different day part. And then you can play around with the numbers to say, okay, well, to make this work with our lease that we have and how many people we're gonna have to pay to run this place, I'm gonna need 50 customers to come every day to make this work. And so then that gives you a tactical goal. Okay, how do I get 50 customers into the door so that I can survive? I don't necessarily like live and die by this spreadsheet but when you're starting out it's nice to visually see oh my gosh this is going to be really expensive there's all these hidden things that you just don't think about that are expenses that come in now if you're in the service industry in terms of you offering a service then you know it's much more simpler in terms of what you have to spend versus what you could bring in and that's a much lower risk way to get into a certain business so it's just thinking through what is this actually going to cost and then being conservative and assume that it's going to cost way more than you think it's going to cost. Hey friends, Tao here popping in to share my excitement about one of my favorite companies in the whole world, Holly Hill & Co. If you are like me and are obsessed with food, especially local food, you will appreciate those special ties that happen around the table. Holly Hill & Co. believes like I do that food creates connection and community unlike anything else. That's why they take care to strengthen the ties across the generations between family, the farmer, and the land, all the way to the food that ends up on your table. You can experience exactly what this means at one of Holly Hill's nine unique Central Kentucky restaurants and through their beautiful emails. If you're in Kentucky, be sure to find the nearest location and get ready for an amazing experience with the most fantastic food. Holly Hill's co-founder is none other than my dear friend, James Beard-nominated chef Weta Michael, who's been a force on the Kentucky food scene for over 20 years. Learn more about their incredible food community by visiting hollyhillandco.com, where you'll find stories, recipes, how-tos, and even curated gifts. Again, that's hollyhillandco.com, and let them know that Tao from Crankin' Boom sent you. Hey friends, we couldn't be more stoked to have another amazing partner as one of our lead sponsors for the Crank and Boom podcast. I'm talking about none other than our friends at Gold Belly. If you haven't heard of Gold Belly, I am about to change your life because they are America's number one food marketplace and they ship the most famous, most regional, iconic foods from right around the country, right to your door. I honestly can't tell you how incredible it's been to work with these folks. We've been partnering with them since 2009 And since then, we have shipped our ice cream to all 50 states and Canada. What a fantastic way for our family business to reach a nationwide audience from our little corner of Kentucky. We're in pretty amazing company, too, because... They have everything from meal kits from top chefs like Nancy Silverton or Danny Meyer to local regional classics like Maine Lobster Rolls or Texas Brisket. And again, it's all available to ship right to your door. Just talking about this makes me so very hungry. So if you haven't taken advantage of Goldbelly's amazing offers, now's the time. Run over to their website at goldbelly.com and make your foodie dreams come true. That's goldbelly.com, and be sure to add a collection or two of crank and Boom ice cream to your cart as well. If you're in a space where you are in what I call analysis paralysis, that you're just thinking over and over, like, should I do this, should I not do this? How do you know when you're ready? For me, I have always felt like the regret of not trying is way worse than any sort of failure that could come from trying. And that's just, that's my personality because I don't like regret and I don't like, I don't like feeling like I gave into fear and that I didn't try something because it was scary. And one process that Mike and I do when we're about to think about something that's a new process or a new project that's gonna take some investment and has some risks is we do a, you know, what's the worst that can happen analysis. You really think through, like, what is the worst that can happen and what is holding you back? Because I think what holds so many people back is that they're afraid to look like a failure or they're afraid to try something and it not work out the way they want it to. And I just want to encourage you to not let that fear hold you back because that's what it is, really. That's what the fear is. You don't want to look like a failure. You don't want to look like you don't know what you're talking about. And... One of the things for me that was a huge turning point as an entrepreneur was the second I stopped caring about how I look to the outside world was the second things changed for me and turned around in a big way. I love talking about what that process looks like because so much of what holds people back is the fear of looking a certain way or presenting a certain way. And if you can let go of that from the beginning, think of what could flood into your life and what could come into your life to help propel you to wherever it is you're wanting to go. So what are three ways to know when it's time to start? One, when that gnawing feeling just doesn't go away, when that's all you can think about. You wake up thinking about this idea. You go to sleep thinking about this idea. You annoy your friends because all you talk about is this idea. Number two, when you have made peace, with the worst thing that can happen if you start this thing. We, at certain points of our journey, have put our house as collateral for a bank loan. And if we could not pay on that loan, they were gonna take our house away. And that was a really big motivator to not fail at making the bank payments. We made peace with that when we started to invest more money into the ice cream business and we had to buy expensive machine and expensive equipment. And we thought, well, worst case, if the whole thing goes under, we'll take whatever money we have left and we'll go live on a beach in Thailand because it's really cheap to live there. And that was literally our backup plan. So I think it's a nice exercise for you to think through, what is the worst that can happen? Would you lose money? Are you worried about losing face? If you've made peace, then maybe it's time for you to take that step. Third thing, when you are ready to just look like a complete idiot, because if you are very worried about how you present, how it's gonna look, it's gonna provide so many barriers to where you could go and what you could be. If you are ready to be okay with looking like the idiot in the room, then just you're ready. Just do it. Welcome to entrepreneurship. It's going to open your life to so many opportunities. And honestly, we're in a space now where people love seeing real people. We don't have to have it all together. I went to this event of women entrepreneurs, and there was a panel of like financial institutions, community bank, uh, other people that help women in business. And they're like, I want you to raise your hand if you like don't have a business plan. I like, ra- I was like the only one that raised my hand. I was like, y'all are liars, liars. There's no way that all of you all have a plan. I was like, there's just not. There's just not. It's like I don't have a plan. And then the host was like, really? I was like, yeah. I just, I just don't, and you know, I don't have anything formally written. I can guarantee you, every business that you've seen out there that you know, looks from the outside, quote unquote, successful, they have had all the same trials and had other moments where they have looked like idiots. But if you can stop caring about that, then you can take the dive because you can do this and it's okay to not have all the answers. And so sometimes I would say most times there is no good time. You just have to do it. Thank you so much for listening to the Crank and Boom podcast. I hope you'll join us next week for an all new episode where we cover the importance of knowing your why and how to name it. Knowing your kernel of truth for your business impacts everything, folks, trust me on this. In the meantime, you can find show notes for this episode over at crankandboompodcast.com where you can stay up to date on all things podcasts and catch up on any episodes you might've missed. If you liked what you heard today, I would love it so much if you would leave us a review. That helps other people find us too. And I would love to hear more about what you'd like us to be talking about on the podcast. Can't wait to meet you here back again soon. Until next time. Peace. This is a production of Four Eyes Media.